On this episode of The Internship Show, we speak with Helen Bobbitt and Andy Gala from Atlassian. Helen is a lead of strategic programs for talent acquisition, while Andy is a software engineer. We discuss Atlassian's bootcamp hiring initiatives and hear about Andy's firsthand experience transitioning from a bootcamp to a tech company. Stay tuned, the show is coming up next. Andy and Helen, thanks so much for taking the time and joining the show today. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be here. Super excited to have both of you here to talk about Atlassian's bootcamp hiring initiatives and really talk about the overview and the purpose behind it. Helen, I want to start with you. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit in depth about Atlassian's tech bootcamp hiring initiative? Sure, sure. So, um, we see it as a, it's a really great source of talent. Um, and because of this, we've been really starting to focus on increasing hiring candidates from this background. Um, so it's not new for us. Hiring boot campus isn't new for us. But this year was actually our first year that we really intentionally focused on hiring a dedicated intake of software engineers. Um, and that's just the start. Over the next year, two years, we're really looking to scale this even further, including globally. Um, investing in a like a really defined program for these guys because we just see it as a great source of talent. And I was going to say, what? Uh, why is this such an important component to your all's overall talent strategy at Atlassian? Yeah, well, look, early career talent overall, um, I think, is really pivotal to our success as a company. Well, not just me, the business think that too. (laughs) We want to make sure we're really engaging with um, a broad range of talent from that sort of emerging careers market um, because it's really building the company from the ground up. And and we want to make sure we're hiring though, not just traditional uni grads. So that's where looking at these non-traditional backgrounds, boot campers, sort of people who might be changing careers, uh, restarting their careers, that's where these guys come in. And there's there's just so many benefits, um, not least because we get this awesome, diverse workforce, a really engaged applicant pool, um, which is always a, a, a good thing. But it's also giving us a chance to nurture tomorrow's talent. Um so really our vision is to be able to enable people from all backgrounds and experiences to to start, restart their career at Atlassian. I think it's so awesome as well, Andy, to be able to have your perspective on all of this as that we're talking about. So for listeners, you've got such an interesting background. So give us a bit about your background and how you came to be in Atlassian. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a non-traditional path. Um, it wasn't something that like I planned out, but it just it kind of worked out that way. Um, just to give you like the the overview, like I started uh, in college, I was going to do pre-med and I was going to like go that whole route. And then my last year, right before graduation, I decided I'm going to take a year off. I had a childhood dream of being an actor it was just a dream that i had since i was a kid and i was like you know what i should go try this out before you know before anything else and i'll just take a year to try it out and you know i worked out i i I was an actor for many years um i i loved it i moved to la i was like doing theater tv like the whole nine yards and i was a working actor and it was a really really great experience and um 
And I want to say, like, after a while, I noticed that I wasn't being as creative as as I initially thought, like that I had kind of gotten that thing out of my system. And I also noticed that once once I got to a certain point in the entertainment industry, it it really was like not that creative. It wasn't as creative. I'm just a creative person. I have lots of ideas and things like that. And I felt like um, a little stifled. Um, also, the economics of the industry were changing. Um, I think I think. Uh, you know, years ago in the 90s and the early aughts, uh, the entertainment industry was structured very differently. And I want to say about 10 years ago, seven to 10 years ago, streaming came in and that changed a lot of the way working actors, you know, made a living. And so I started seeing those changes happening. Um, and at the time, I had a friend who was like really into tech. He had he got some funding. He had an idea that he was wanted to like need needed help on. Um, I knew how to code, uh, just self-taught, like I'd been doing it for years, but just as a hobby. And so I jumped on, I helped him with that startup. Um, we, it, it ended up failing and, and, you know, it ended up not working out, but I really got exposed to what you can do with technology today. It's really amazing just with cloud computing and what you can build. It just wasn't possible even just a few years ago. Um, and so that's where I looked at, uh, you know, if I wanted to go professionally, uh, boot camps really made the most sense. And I think sometimes there is a, a misunderstanding with boot camps where like, oh, like you can just take someone who knows zero about coding. They just do a three month course and now they, you know, are, are a software. It's not quite that simple. You know, like I would say boot camps are more like you go from zero to 35 on your own. And then from 35 to 75, a boot camp can kind of fill that gap. And then afterwards, there is a little bit about 20 to 30% afterwards that you have to do after the boot camp and, um, and to kind of get the full gamut of it. And uh, so, yeah, after I graduated, I decided to take a little more time. I knew there were still some gaps. I taught data structures and algorithms, uh, just something I did for fun to help my own understanding. Um, and then I did a job search. Uh, I reached out to people on LinkedIn. I actually met with a lot of Atlassians, just cold messaging people, just like, hey, what's it like to work there? And Atlassians values of being open, of being the change that you seek, and also playing as a team. That really like resonated with me. Everyone was so amazing. And the culture there was so like incredible. And um, and then I went through the process and, and yeah, here I am. And it's been a really amazing experience um, so I think your journey is so interesting and cool, but speaks to Helen, your kind of how you kicked off the show of talking about there's such amazing talent like Andy here um, that might not have a traditional path coming from university, but has the ability to really make an impact as an Atlassian. Um, Andy, to dive in a bit deeper, because there's so much that you covered you mentioned a bit about kind of where a boot camp kind of fits in and what it can provide you. Was there anything that surprised you most really making that transition from going from a boot camp and then obviously now being an Atlassian? Yeah, there, there's, there's two different, you know, when you think of software engineer, like, let's say you think of like a doctor, it's, it's pretty like straightforward. You know, you go to med school, you do your residency, you take the MCAT and then you get your license and you work. Um, and most professions kind of work that way, whether it's an accountant, a, a lawyer, uh, things like that. One thing I noticed that kind of surprised me about the tech industry, there, there's really two layers of it. There's big tech and then there's startups and, you know, maybe legacy companies like non-tech big companies. And the process is very, very different depending on if you're going for big tech versus, um, 
you know, uh, startups and things like that. Um, so one of the things that surprised me was if you want to build things, then that's really what they look for in non-big tech companies. Like that you need to know the framework. You need to know like, you know, what they're using day to day. And and you have to be really, really familiar with that. But large tech companies, uh, Atlassian, Google, Facebook, these these types of tech companies, um, it's it's very focused on fundamentals. And and part of that is you don't really do that on your day to day, but it gives you a very clear signal on no matter what is thrown at you, you're going to have the grit to to get it. And and that's the thing that surprised me is just when you when you get into the job, you have to learn the job. And and you know whether it's Atlassian or other companies, there's a lot of internal tools that you just can't prepare for outside of being in that company. Like there's no encyclopedia or textbook for that. It's something you learn once you get in. And um, and also what really surprised me is the importance of having strong communication skills. You have to ask for help. And a lot of times the way you learn this is by asking people. And um, it's not just sitting in a corner by yourself coding. Uh, and that also surprised me too, where sometimes it's easy to think that like, oh, I just need to know the technical. I need to know the technical but the communication and the, you know, soft skills, you know, uh, is, it actually plays as important, if not more important of a part in, in success, you know, when you, when you, when you get to the other side. And I know that there's a lot that you did that we'll dive into about how you prepared to come and obviously uh, be in Atlassian. Um, Helen, from your all's like talent perspective, how do you prepare individuals that you all are hiring or planning to hire from a boot camp to be a successful Atlassian? Yeah. And I think that's the key thing, isn't it? Um, I really love what Andy was saying around this sort of preparing yourself as well, because it is a transition. And I think that's the case for anyone sort of moving from studies to the world of work. Um, so but we wanted to make sure our boot campus this year were particularly supported. So for our intake this year, um, each new joiner had a dedicated mentor. So that person really helped guide them through their experience. You know, that's the person they can go to to ask those questions and get input. Um, and that's in addition to, you know, a manager who's going to be like, you know, you're, you're who you're reporting to. Um but we wanted to make sure they had a mentor because we really understood the importance of this role from our our consulting with the existing boot campers. Um, we we spent a lot of time engaging with those guys to say what was really useful to you or what would you have liked more of, so that we could make sure this intake was really set up for success. Um, so when they started, they also participated in a dedicated onboarding program. So our learning guys within engineering took them through that. That covered their first 90 days. Um, and then with the learning team, they also regularly checked in with the new hires, also checked in with the managers um, and their mentors to ensure that everyone was getting the support they needed. We were also getting constant feedback on what was working, where extra support was needed. Um, so a lot of sort of effort went in there. Um, I think it's so important to think about how you onboard, grow, and then really importantly, retain 
these new hires. Like we want to make sure there's that clear growth pathway so they can be successful. Um, and so we're going to always be reviewing our approach here. We want to aim to develop this further as we as we scale um, our early career hiring. So definitely watch this space. There'll be more to come. Definitely. And, and so much it seems like you are thinking about, uh, obviously, really relating to that kind of retention space. Andy, anything that I would want to make sure that you add, um, you briefly mentioned it. I think it's super cool. So I want to dive into a bit more about post boot camp. Anything you did to really prepare yourself that you think set you up for success? Yeah, th there is a <clears throat> software engineering, I feel is very interesting in that that there is a, a right brain and a left brain component to it. There's a creative and a logical it's 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 um, and and so I think one thing that really, really helped and one thing that I think is a trap that I didn't really think about until it, like in hindsight, I realized that this like focusing on this is also just as important. Um, there's a lot of attention that goes into the technical interview. Oh, you got to know like algorithms. You have to know this, like you have to know the technical and it's very easy to fall in the trap where you just sit by yourself in isolation and just do the technical without ever talking to anyone or communicating or anything like that. Um, one of the things I did early on was I started reaching out to people on LinkedIn, just cold messaging them at companies that they worked at not with any intentions, just to get to know them and make friends and understand like, hey, what's it like working there? What was your pathway? What was your journey? Um, and and then I did a lot of practice interviews as well, like just mock interviews with these data structures and algorithms. Um, I've noticed that it's really not about getting the right answer. It's about how you think and how you deal with not knowing the answer. Like, how do you struggle through it? Like, do you get angry? Do you, you know, are you like, do you ask questions? Do you ask for help? And, um, and that's something that, that I think uh, in hindsight was so important. Like that's something that I'm glad I did early on um, rather than, than um, just sitting with a textbook or my editor and not like, not, not communicating because it's a very different experience when you do get in the live interviews. Um, so completely agree. Um, and I guess for someone listening that's in a boot camp right now and experiencing a boot camp, I guess, Andy, I'll start with you. Any advice on what they should be doing to make the most of that experience? Yeah, yeah. So I think I think having a clear goal during the boot camp is do I want to where do what where do I want to work? Do I want to work at a startup? Do I want to work at a non-big tech company or do I want to work at like a big tech company? I think that decision was harder pre-COVID because if you did want to work at a big tech company, you had to live in San Francisco. You know, you had to live in New York. You had to be in one of those tech hubs. And so I have a friend who is who lives in uh, Mississippi, and he's he he's right now in the whole interview loop, and that just was not possible pre-COVID. And Atlassian, because they went fully remote, you know, someone in a boot camp should ask themselves, do they want to work at a big tech company? And they have the option too; they have that that ability too, no matter where they're at. So that I think is an amazing opportunity. Um, so if they do want to work at a big tech company. They, they, you know, I would, I would highly recommend that after boot camp, save a little time, save a little runway, try to have a little bit of a, of maybe a couple months where you can really zero in on learning the skill of technical interviewing in like relation to big tech companies. It's a skill in and of itself. It's not something you learn day to day on the job. It's not something you learn in university or in boot camp. It's something that you know everyone has to 
learn on their own. There's no like structured pathway for it. Um, understand that like it might be a little bit like harder at first because bootcamp grads don't get like the traditional two semesters of data structures and algorithms, the theory. And so you have to learn that plus you have to learn the practice. And so um, it is frustrating. It is, it's not easy, but stick with it. It does get easier. And, um, and then once, once they feel ready, then it's really important to use the, the power of virtual, like, like the virtual economy, you know, like go on LinkedIn, look up people who are working at companies and just cold message them with something very genuine of actually showing interest. And you would be surprised how many people will follow up and be happy to help. I mean, there's so many people out there who are happy to help. And, um, and so I think that's a really good, it's, it's important to remember that even though you don't know anybody in the tech industry, you can change that, you know, like you don't have to know anyone, you know, you can, even if you may not live in San Francisco or you may not live in a near a big city, it doesn't matter. You have the internet and you can utilize that. And it's extremely powerful if you utilize it in the right way. I think that was an amazing answer, Helen. I don't know if you have anything to add to that from your perspective of what you would advise. How do I follow that up? Like, Andy, you've <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> no, look, I think everything you're saying is like really resonates with me. Um, I've I've been in the early career space for um, a lot of a long time. I don't want to say how long. You'll know how old I am. Um, but I think it's so true what you were saying, Andy, about that self-learning piece like you you know the boot camp will only take you so far like I really encourage you to um, boot campers to to be driven and, and do the extra work um, and I think as well your point about the communications and the soft skills um, is really important and, and particularly in that interview space when we're wanting to understand you know how you approach a problem like that's absolutely right like it's it's wanting to understand where your brain is going and being able to sort of articulately um, and talk about that and engage with your interviewer and build that sort of relationship um, during the process. Um, I think you know other other things look absorb as much as you can you know be familiar with different coding languages if you can be build your networks with to, to andy's point um don't be afraid to call on experiences and skills that you've learned outside of technology in your applications like that you know if you've had a career or even if you've just had, I don't know, like a part-time job while you're studying, you're still building really valuable soft skills. And it's okay to talk to those in an interview or in an application. Um, and just always keep that learning attitude. You know, the biggest strength we've seen so far with boot campers is they're quick learners. Um, and that's important when you're joining a new company. Um, and in a new role, that's really incredibly important for our boot campers, you know, come with that open mind um I, th I think those are probably the main things and good luck <laughs> i think this has been such an awesome conversation to not only learn firsthand andy from your experience and everything that you've learned and been able to share with current boot campers listening right now but helen to talk about the importance that it plays just in atlassian's overall talent strategy um we've covered a lot i'll admit we'll we'll cut the show here um but want to thank you both again for taking the time and joining the show today. It was great to learn about Atlassian's bootcamp hiring initiatives from Helen and Andy. Stay tuned for our next episode of the internship show and have a great day.